Well, it's all set now. Oh, we're going disco again? Okay. We can live with that. Greetings, sports fans and all other manner of fandoms because, you know, we, we, where it all comes together. This is Chris, your favorite host. And if I'm not your favorite host, fake it. Just lie to me. I don't care. That would be me then. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> and this is your weekly dose of monkey business where we talk about all things geekish and Flower City Comic Conish. And as with me as always in the studios, Billy DeTori. Hi. Tanya Metris. Tony Bacata. Ray Hello. is here. Hello. Ray King. Dolly Marie. Hello. Zach Upsitnik. Hiya. Bob Schwartz. Hi. <laughs> and uh, the ever-present and vivacious Terry Sinopoli from the Arlene's Costumes is hanging out with us one more week. Hello. hello. She, you can't hear her from there because she's like at the other end of the room, but she's saying hello anyway. So what are we talking about this week? Do we know? We're... Raising geeky kids. Raising geeky kids. Now, some of you cannot actually come Talk. in on this because you don't have kids yet. No, like, but they can be the geeky kid. You can, But you were raised a geeky kid. Am I correct, Dolly? Or, or you just kind of like find it on your own? I found it on my own. You found it on your oh, own? Yeah. So, I, I didn't See, fit in. That was oh. really my question. Are geeks made or are geeks born? I think it's both, Sherry. I really do. I think it's both because I know for a fact that both my kids, you know, my daughter and my son are both really, they, they, they love to be claiming themselves as nerds and geeks because they, they love the fantastic and they love gaming and they love comic books and all that stuff. They, they get into sci-fi and, uh, and they both identify as it. And that's because that's, that was my influence. I have taught them this. I have, I have exposed them to it. Um, but then, you know, my, my dad was a jock and my mom was a school teacher. So I kind of came to it on my own. So it's in my own family got that both ends of the spectrum there. Guess I have a question. Go ahead for the, and ask for the parents. Ask your question. I don't have a child yet that I know of. That you know of. Yes. You can borrow one of mine. Uh, that's, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Why in this day and age yes. of the lack of sideshows would you want to raise your children to bite the heads off of live chickens? <laughs> ah, Thank you. We got it. <laughs> Thank you. That was the true, the origin of the word geek. The, yeah, he was the geek sideshow was the performer side show that would that... bite the heads off of live chickens and snakes. Really? Seriously? Yes. Seriously. Yes. That is a, re- a legit thing. That's amazing. In I wish the days that is, of Coney Island. I wish that factoid had come up when we were talking about the difference between geeks and nerds, because then I would have claimed to be a nerd instead of a geek. Yes. Wasn't that like two seasons ago? <laughs> I think it was like, yeah, it was, it was yeah. A good. that was a while ago we had that discussion, yeah. like a year ago, I think. Um. So, yeah, no. So I let's wouldn't. let's let's talk about it. I mean, Billy, did did you were you raised this way, or did you kind of come to it on your own? I came into it on my own. My my parents weren't uh, nerds, geeks, whatever they at, at all. I mean, and my brother is the one that bought me my first couple comic books, and he he had read them, but not he wasn't in a comic book culture. He never uh, got this into was, it like you did. Yeah, okay. it, it's just something. Once I wound up with. My first Justice League comic book. Uh-huh. That's it. I'm in. That's it. Once Star Trek reruns started showing up on Channel Ten. Uh huh. That that that's me. I'm watching it every week. I'm sci-fi kid. I'm comic book kid. And um, my parents didn't discourage it. They didn't. Uh, but that wasn't them. Right. And it wasn't like I said. It wasn't my older brothers either. Even though they had, you know, they knew who Superman and Batman and and Spider Man were, and mm-hmm. maybe had read a comic book or two in their lives. But no, I I just that that was me. Once once I saw them, you no know, Saturday morning cartoons and and uh, comic books and and Star Trek were what I loved. 
See, my, my daughter Juliana does not know this, but the very first, and I've told her this, and she doesn't remember it, obviously, but the very first movie that she and I ever watched together was The Princess Bride. Okay? She was maybe two weeks old. All right? She spent the first week in NICU, and then we brought her home, and we were getting to the rhythm of having this child in the house that neither, you know, was a first baby, and, and so it was, it was this whole thing going on, my wife Erica and I, and, and um, Erica had gone to bed, and I'm sitting there, and the baby's up, and I'm feeding the baby, and I'm looking for something to do, and I'm surfing the channels, and sure enough, there's the Princess Bride, and it was just at the beginning. I, I clicked it on just as, as Fred Savage is getting his cheek pinched by his grandfather, Peter Falk's <laughs> character, and I'm like, okay, and I started lecturing my two-week-old daughter about the virtues of the Princess Bride, and and I don't think she's really watched that movie that much, but she'll she'll catch it with me once in a while, and she'll be like, "I'm oddly fascinated by this movie." And I'm like, "I've got a story for you." Now, my son, on the other hand, was two years old when Doctor Who was restored to television when 2005 uh, Christopher Eccleston's episode rose, and sure enough, I had gotten my hands on a recording of it, and I'm watching it with my two-year-old son on my lap. So. You can see there was an influence there. I was going to raise my children to appreciate the same stuff I did. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm going to go see The Princess Bride when it plays in theaters. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. October 15th. The, 15, two two weeks from today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, oh, it's a, a recording day. <laughs> no, no, but, but, storm in the theater. But there you go. <laughs> it is, uh, I'm trying to f- figure out what times it is. Probably 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah, it's place. in that area. So Shall I fandango like, it? Sunday oh. evening... Whatever day it is. I don't know. It's a game day. It's a game day. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> we can game another it's the day. The Princess Bride. There you go. Come it's on. In the theater. Actually, money. two shows, two o'clock and seven o'clock. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, All right. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll we'll figure that out on the fly. All right. So you know, it's it, now was I raised geek? No, but my parents kind of humored me. They were mm. really good at humoring me. They still me. do. They still do to this day. Both of them, after forty-seven <laughs> years, <laughs> they humor oh, me a lot. Um, but my mom did, she did knit me a Tom Baker scarf. She did. Two of them, actually. One of them is in my footlocker, and the other one is, I will, as soon as the snow flies, out, yeah. I will break that sucker out and wear it around town. And my parents always did encourage reading, no yeah. matter what. That, yeah. that was a big deal. But when we were old enough to go get a library card, mm-hmm. went and got the library card, and you know, obviously I was sort of drawn to science fiction and, and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But reading, I think, is... It's almost the linchpin to good nerd reading nerd is fundamental. Yeah. Seriously, if you're yeah. not a reader, then you got to wonder if you're if you're missing some pieces mm-hmm. to the puzzle because there's so much out there to to, to come to. So, Terry, your your geek credentials are fairly strong. Now, your your dad never struck me as a bit of as the nerd type, and and your mom, but your mom's a costume. My mom shop. works in the costume shop too. You know, um, so there's there's an exposure I, I there. I grew up in the costume shop, but. I think my coming into my own in my my geekdom and my nerddom was when I went off to school at mm-hmm. Brockport for my freshman year and started gaming. Yeah, um, I played one of the original. One of the original online games. multi-user dungeons, Muds. Correct. And oh, did. Muds. Yeah, I Muds did. and Mushes. Oh my God, I, I did too. Played it many, yeah. many, many years ago, and I actually still. Log on every once in a while. And, the fact uh, that it's still alive after all this time is amazing. Is. That's it crazy. Is. I've I've heard I've heard about it like it's a legend yeah it's a legend and a myth but yes now what was the name of that one Medivia Medivia right I never got into that one but that, I, I'd found it was by my senior year of college at Brockport um which was your sophomore if I remember correctly Correct. yeah 
that I had found a Star Trek mush, multi-user shared hallucination was what mush called. <laughs> and, and that's where I, I really met a lot of the people that I still am in touch with. Uh, but that was my, that was. Oh, what did you Sherry, say, Sherry? What's up? What's that, Sherry? Oh, nothing. Sorry. Oh, oh I thought you were, we're jumping coming. in on this. You're, you're, you're getting you're getting your turn in a moment. Um, where was I? Mush. 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 <laughs> I feel like I should be whipping a sled dog now at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, those those are some early credentials there. And you've been at it for a little while. And I have. I have. And I've... Fascination with Ren Fair and things like that. Oh, yes. Many, many years of plus theater. And I think all of that plays a big role in in that nerddom life that you know once you start getting into the different fandoms that you're really into it's how much are you going to get into it do you act the part or do you just kind of watch and play along and read it and if you've played D&D at all and, and you've gone to Renaissance festivals in any way, shape, or form, then you've gone all in at that point. There's really this. It's, you're, you're all in. Um, Sherry, how about you? Were you raised that way? I mean, Monk's, Monk's exposure is kind of a given because of you and Chris, but uh, but how, how about you? How'd you come to it? Well, you know, it's weird because my mother, uh, until probably a couple of weeks ago, would have told you, I'm not geeky at all. Uh-oh. Um, she's always insisted she wasn't, yet what changed? she has been a Star Trek fan since the first one. Um, she watched Buffy before anybody I knew did, mm-hmm. and she's the only person that I know personally that's read The Silmarillion. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so, Zach um, has, too, also. He's just pointing to himself with that gloating smile on his face going, yeah, I have to. I read 23 pages of it. I read and the first page, and that was it. That was I read the cover. <laughs> the, the title. Gently the leaf falls. <laughs> yeah, and, my, and her favorite author is Heinlein. Okay. So, so yeah, your mom's a nerd. Strong, yeah, it's pretty strong geek cred, I think. Yeah. And my, my first fantasy novels came off my dad's shelves. Uh-huh which were um, the Earthsea Trilogy by Ursula K. Le Guin. Okay. And that's what got me to be a lifelong fantasy reader. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you'd asked me, like, in high school, I wouldn't have said that I was a geek. I didn't think I was a geek. I you were a metalhead, right? Like was... I, was, I was. I was a little metal chick. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Um, but uh, I'm broken on it. Okay. It's... <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to last week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> At least we're not walking on the road. Uh, oh, oh, no. Uh, you might be walking on the sun. Anyway. Tangents are happening. Tangents are happening. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. That's interesting. You know, th- thinking about when I was in high school, junior high and high school. Right. I'm trying to think if I knew I was a nerd or if it was just those were the friends I hung out with. We mm-hmm. went to the uh, Star Trek conventions at the Holiday Inn downtown, and mm-hmm. we went to the science fiction movies, and that's just what we were. Were we labeled, or probably did we know it? I think you know. I think there's a certain level of you kind of get it at, at one point when you're when you're more excited about the next Star Wars movie mm-hmm. and making sure you can catch all of the episodes of Star Trek, the original series and syndication and make, oh, and then you got to get that. Yeah. And then the guy next to you is wearing, you know, a Motley Crue t-shirt and he's got the long hair and the cigarette in his fingers and you're all like six, seven, eight years old mm-hmm. tops. Um, you know, then you got to, you got to wonder if there's a certain kind of like I still remember on the world. in uh, grade school trading comic books with my friends. You know, I'd have my stack that I'd already read. They had different comic books. So we'd trade what, Okay, I want to read this one. Okay, I want to read yours. Right. And, this, and we just wind up with a different stack of comics. And 
did we know that we were different than other people or is it just <laughs> okay we're hanging out together because we like the same stuff as as judah our, our art director judah nedonsky told me during the 17 show he goes chris this is your new normal this is just this is the way it is See, I, was, I grew up in a completely different environment talk to me where nobody i knew read comic books nobody i knew was into all the things that I was into. Mm-hmm. I grew up more in an urban environment. Okay. And I how'd mean, you find it? Just being smart. I was scared. <laughs> I was scared for my friends to know I was smart. Like, okay. Legit. Really. I was terrified for my friends to find out that I had straight A's because I didn't want to get picked on or bullied. Mm-hmm. That's wild. So I mean, in the urban, where the part neighborhoods <laughs> I grew up in, if I got an A on my test, I would flip it over. I don't want my friends to know. I didn't want to get picked on. See, so I didn't I, want my cousins to pick on me. I always went me. to the inner city schools too. I grew up in the 19th ward and here in Rochester, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and but I wound up in the that special class, but like the the higher or the AP stuff, the AP, yeah, the the ones where it was acceptable to get good grades on your. They your they were going to and, actually put me in like about fifth grade. They're gonna put me in the advanced placement classes too. Mm-hmm. But I refused because I didn't want my cousins to make fun of me or treat me different. Hmm. So, I mean, just my the culture I was in, I didn't fit in. I was always very quiet and shy because of it. But, I mean, I always knew it was kind of geeky, a little bit different, but I didn't know anybody else like me. So, for me like to come into song? my geekiness mm-hmm. it, or nerdiness, it took a while mm-hmm. for me to kind of accept it. Okay. I was always that movie nerd, though, because I always will be and always have been that movie nerd. I love every mm-hmm. movie, know every quotes, and <laughs> I... You're the one that don't know anybody like that, lyri- do we? Song lyrics and movie quotes. You know, when yeah, I was in, basically. When I was in third grade, <laughs> I, I had uh, the reading test had my reading level over senior in high school, mm-hmm. so they put me literally by myself. I would sit at my desk doing my own work during class. It makes you really popular. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I, I don't have that fond memory of like having friends and trading comic books together. Mm-hmm. And Me then either. on top of that, yeah. being uh, Hispanic, and my mom like hates it when I say it, but it's the truth, I was told comic books are for girls. They're for boys. That's a boy thing. You yep. can't have comic books. That's for boys. I got oh, yeah. a You've lot of like that, that growing up. Oh, my I've heard that a lot. But... Though. That's, you know, that's the thing my mom collected. How about you, Tony? Did you hear that comic books were only for boys? Uh, no. My dad would get comic uh, would get comic books for my sister, and my sister would just say no. <laughs> 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 uh, my mom wa- grew up, wasn't, uh, grew up as a huge like uh, gearhead, and mm-hmm. uh, my dad was also a gearhead, and that's kind of how they clicked. So um, the, that kind of... I'm not a gearhead, but uh, my dad was really into Star Wars, and so were my brothers, and that's how okay. I got into nerdum. Mm-hmm. Um, then just kind of branched out from there. Now I make chainmail. <laughs> now you make chainmail. <laughs> we're gonna be talking because I need some armor. Yo, mm-hmm. Ray, you had a point. Find find a uh, find a microphone. Ray's, Ray's coming up to bat. He's not <laughs> sure which one. Ray to Tony's. He's not sure which one. I was like, it's kind of a mix for me. Mm-hmm. Because you know my mom. Your mom can be a bit geeky at times. I thought you were gonna say something totally different. I was gonna agree with that part, with that point. But yes, <laughs> <She's coming for laughs> your mom's different. We'll leave it at that. Um, uh, my dad being a greasehead. Right. A giant grease monkey. Mm-hmm. Huge. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got I I I did pick up on, on a lot of the stuff that you know he taught me because mm-hmm. as his only son, he wanted me to, to learn that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
as a five-year-old kid, I wasn't really too interested. <laughs> but now, uh, my my mom, she Star Wars for my mom, and yeah. sometimes she, you know, I hate. Don't mean to piss everybody. His off. mom and I work together at City Hall, and so we're back to back each with each other at, at our desks. Don't mean to and piss everyone off. So all all I do is turn around, and there's all the the, the Star Wars puzzles, the mugs, the the, the figures. She's got a couple of Funko uh, Funko Pop toys on there. She's a geek. Oh, she is. She's hardcore. Uh, she, love didn't she steal, try to steal Groot one day? She did try to steal my Groot. No, what she ended up doing was just taking now. a picture of him. Just taking a picture. She, she took pictures of him and, and sent them to me when uh, I was out sick one day. So. And, you know, not for everybody to kick my ass, but, you know, I didn't like Star Wars growing up and to this day, I kind of still don't. But It's fine. It's not for everybody. Only the cool people. I know know all about it. (laughs) I know about it. I know the characters, who I need to know. So if... Right. Because my mom took me. But at the same time, you know, I had my uncle. My uncle was the comic book guy. He would take me to the comic book shop and he, he showed me, you know... All those characters that you watch on on TV, mm-hmm. they started here. Yeah. So he showed me that, and then I kind of like came to my own world when it came time for like anime and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that it, that's why I say it was it was a mix because I had the instillment through my parents mm-hmm. and my uncle, but then I discovered a whole bunch uh, a world of, by a myself. Whole new that's ex- world. I didn't want to say it because I knew it was coming. <laughs> so. I don't know. You can you can you can be raised raised as it, I guess, or you can kind of come to it, it on your own. Sometimes you can just do both. Just mm-hmm. who I am. It's it's yeah. yeah it's you am. make it you make it your own. That's the thing. Is it's it's not so much how you come to it, but it, that you make it your own. And you, and when you want to be here, you just you, you go all in. I mean, come on, I'm 23 years old and I still watch Power Rangers. <clears throat> well, <laughs> my children perfect. have developed their own sense of what uh, their nerddom mm-hmm. is. You know, they with Pokemon and stuff like with, that. With Pokemon, with Minecraft, with graphic novels. Mm-hmm. I mean, my daughter's reading list for this past summer had graphic novels on it. That's fantastic, by the yes, way. Yes, it Love was that. fabulous, and and she's come into her own at ten. May I she ask which uh, graphic novels? Oh, Dark Knight uh, Returns, <laughs> Watchmen, <laughs> everything a good ten-year-old needs. <laughs> That's right. So That's pretty much she was being taught by Mr. Turner by Boy Meets World. The Killing Joke, you know. Good. <laughs> no, what would she have on her list? Um, well, it, basically it was, she just had to choose a graphic novel. Okay. They wanted to give them some exposure. She was gotcha. going into, she, she's in fifth grade now. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to give them exposure across several different um, genres, genres and, and allow them to... You know, kind of choose for themselves what they really enjoyed doing, and not only mm-hmm. did they have to read it, but then they had to do some kind of a project around it, and not just a book report, but they could have done a little skit, or they could have rewritten the ending, or mm-hmm. a number of different things. So, um, you know, while she was already into it herself, her teachers have kind of helped to develop that as well. That's cool. That's cool when you get that kind of support. For- but she is a gamer girl at heart. There you go. Um, well, like it's just like mommy. I like yes. what, what uh, Chris said in the beginning because you know my dad, like I said, lean right in on that. Like like I said, you know my dad is dad is a geek, uh-huh. but he's a geek as he's a car guy. Right. That's his fandom. That's yeah. his geekiness. Fantasy football is D and D for jocks. Yeah, yeah that's basically it. That that's, works. That's that's the long and the short of it. Tanya. Yes. Were you a nerd before before uh, before <sighs> Randy? Um, I would say that. Um, 
growing up, yes, I liked the Star Trek and the Star Wars. And, of course, like for third grade, I was Princess Leia because I actually had hair long enough that my mom was able to Danishes. Do, do the Danishes <laughs> with my hair at that point. Um, and, like... I just remember going out to lunch with my parents one day, and they're like, oh, we're going to go to the movies. I'm like, are we going to go see Return of the Jedi? <laughs> and sure enough, we were. Uh-huh. Um, so, and I've always been an avid reader growing up, but until um, probably my uh, sophomore year in college, I didn't even know what Dungeons & Dragons really was. Mm-hmm. I had no clue that that was out there. But as I said, I was always an avid reader, and I, I liked the stories. I liked the fantasy. I was um, part of the theater in high school and things like that. So he, I'm like, what is that? What's what's that book? And he's like, oh, it's basically blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I'd like to try it. And sure enough, mm-hmm. uh, it was basic. It was the rules cyclopedia. I created uh-huh. a, my first fighter's to jump right in and that was in 92 and now 25 years later uh-huh. I'm still playing and I the get addiction a, is strong with this I one. get a little upset when game nights get canceled so <laughs> uh, I, don't do that just don't do that no seriously yeah. they're sacred they really are so um, I got an anecdote for that go ahead it, so yeah I'm, but I don't know home's calling home's calling hello home yeah home can wait um, I do so yeah I think I want to say Part of the culture, I found it on my own and then got introduced by mm-hmm. the people I was around mm-hmm. at that point. Because, yeah, I was the the some not the super studious person in school because, like, I was called a brain or whatever in yeah. seventh. In you seventh, were a cheerleader. In seventh grade, then, because I, I got, all like, all my spelling words right or whatever, and then I'm like, oh, I can't do this. It's kind of like what Dolly said. You can't let anybody know that you're smart or whatever because you got picked on. And truly, back in the 80s and early 90s yeah I got picked on but yes but I was a cheerleader but I wasn't part of that jock crowd I was in the uh, fish out of water type thing because I didn't know really where I belonged so now I'm glad that I found my tribe I'm I'm glad I found Billy because he's part of my tribe so yeah I I remember go ahead do you have okay I remember when I was 12 a long freaking time ago um my my cousins my dad's cousin gave me my first red box for for christmas that the D beginner set and i remember i was it was christmas time so it was cold it was winter and it was snowing outside and my my parents had a fire in the fireplace so i'm sitting in the big chair by the fireplace remember that one and yes. um i'm sitting there and i'm reading this beginner's D D book i've never seen anything like it i'm looking at the dice going oh this is wild this is cool she goes well it's a game you'll like it i'm like okay and one of the first things I read was a script where the DM was describing a, a tap room to the, the adventurers. You're sitting in a comfortable chair by the fire, was the first line. <laughs> and I just remember stopping after reading the, and goes, and looking at the fireplace, looking at the chair, looking at the book, going, it knows. <laughs> <laughs> it knows. And, that, and I think that's, that was pretty much, that was the beginning of the end. I don't think I was ever going to be normal after that. But anyway, Terry, you had a great angle that you wanted to bring up about this too as well. So go right ahead. Well, my son is seven and he is um, mildly autistic, what um, some would see as Asperger's. Um, well, many, many um, teachers and parents have introduced Aspie kids to computers and tablets and things like that because it helps with calming. Mm-hmm. Well, in the process of that, he's found his own gaming. He follows in his f- sister's footsteps and mm-hmm. and plays Minecraft and plays um, various other games. But but he really gets into it and he is 
you know, building cities in Minecraft that, you know, shame <laughs> yeah. much older players. Yeah. Because he's really, really gotten into it and he can he can really just focus on that and it gives him a way to focus and it mm-hmm. gives him a way to express himself in a way that he might not be able to do normally. So that that nerddom has kind of come full circle and actually helped to be therapeutic. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That is a great angle. That is a great angle. Sherry, are you still with us, Sherry? Yes. Hello, Sherry. Mm-hmm. How, now, first of all, let me ask, would, would being basically a, a Renaissance Festival <laughs> uh, aficionado, that, that's a nerddom in itself, isn't it? I believe so. Okay, and how did you come to that? I think I've asked you that question in the past, but I don't really remember. I think we don't think we've recorded that conversation. Well, um, I kind of came about it uh, in a roundabout way. I'd only been to the fair once before mm. I started working there, and okay. it was actually like the summer, like two summers before I had visited. Thought it was neat, but um, my senior year of high school, I started dating a guy who actually was the one who introduced me to D and D. Okay, and. The reason I didn't know that that was a geeky thing to do was because everybody I played with were the popular kids. Oh, nice. At their, at their, at their high school, um, they went to Clinton High School. I did not, but um, they were the smart and artsy and theater kids, and Clinton was very much an art school. Okay. It was very artsy, so those were the popular kids. And they played D and D, so I thought it was cool. <laughs> That's an interesting way of being cool exposed for a lot to of it. Because <laughs> all of these really cool people played. Yeah. But anyways, um, so he had met the the woman that I first worked for. I think you might remember her, Dea, at the numerology booth. Right. Right. Okay. And she had been looking for a couple people to work, and she recruited us. And I worked for her for a number of years. I actually worked for her right up until I had Lana. Mm-hmm. I had Lana, and then after a couple of years, I went back, but in a different capacity. And I worked there for many years. And Lana was grew up as a as a fair baby for many years. I remember definitely. Uh huh. And you know, it's funny talking about our our kids made or are they born? Um, Lana, I don't think even if Chris and I weren't geeks and hadn't exposed her to certain things she would have been one anyways because she has things that she follows that neither one of us do mm-hmm. that neither one of us like like terry was saying with her kids yeah. um like she's very into anime okay i don't watch anime she's very into especially the dc universe but she doesn't do it through comics she's always been through um the animated series Gotcha. Because she watches several of them. And that's where her, and I mean, I, yes, she has things that she got from us. She got the Star Wars from Chris and Supernatural from me and fantasy novels from me and that kind of stuff. Um, but she has her own little, little geekdoms. Oh, uh, sidebar note, um, Tanya. Yes. Uh, I know your younger son's name. Yes. Is Riker. Um, and I know you've said, well, it's actually, it's, it's, it's for or is it your father-in-law? Yes, my father-in-law's name was Ronald Richard, and Riker is a derivative yeah. of Richard. Uh-huh. But we so, all know where but, it came but, from. But yeah, but it, it's definitely because we were <laughs> we were Star Trek fans, so it was something that, yeah. that stuck. And, you know, he was a little Commander Riker for his first Halloween, whether he remembers it or not. And, <laughs> and he, I was, he is I growing up a geeky that, kid. That really was. Um... 
I think in a in a way it is. I mean, we to get his name, we wanted the initials um, RRM because that's what my husband's initials are, and that's what his dad's initials were. And we originally Ooh. were going to go Raphael, um, so he was going to be a Ninja Turtle. But um, <laughs> but if we ever wanted Christmas presents and birthday presents for the kid from my mother, we got vetoed. So we went Riker Raphael instead. So she was okay ah. with that. So we've got a rye and a tie. So and then they all get mixed up anyway. So so Riker's ultimate Halloween costume would basically be a Ninja Turtle in a Starfleet so uniform. Out uniform with a beard. Yes. Okay. This will happen. But but yes, no, I mean, I, I, and now. I think he's definitely growing up a geeky kid. And it's, I can it's nice to see that. Um, <laughs> see, we have that. We have, I think right now he wants connection. to be Leloid from uh, Ninja Ninjago, oh, okay. whatever, because he wants to be Leloid. I can Lloyd. arrange that too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Terry know. can get behind that. She he, can help you out with make, that one. He doesn't know from one day to the next what he's going to be for Halloween. But please take them off my hands. No. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please. I so, feel like it's well. The reason I the reason I asked. Um, was because, um, though I don't think any of you guys know it, Alana's name is actually a geeky reference. Okay, explain it. But it's so obscurely geeky that nobody gets it. That's fine. Well, tell One us. of our favorite uh, fantasy writers, um, he wrote several epic fantasies, one of the lesser known ones, but really good, named David Edding. Okay. Um, Alana is, is the guy a who's behind the Belgariad? One of his books. A Sparhawk. Yes. Sparrowhawk? Queen Alana. Oh. Yeah. That's where we got her name. Look at that. Google is a wonderful thing. <laughs> I know. I'm, I actually... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just Googling oh. it because you know where I sit at in, uh, yeah, when we're she, podcasting. She's got, <laughs> she's got command of the computer. It, Scroll down a little bit. If there's anyone there that nice likes jacket. epic anyway. fantasy, <laughs> he is a great one. He's a great author. Now, David Eddings... It, it, did did he did he write the Belgariad and like Polgara and all that? The, yes. The okay. He read the, he, yes, he wrote those, but this is from his other series, um, which the was Alinium. Oh, I'm trying to remember. There was two trilogies. The Alinium. Um Yes, the Alinium and the Tamuli. Yes. Okay. I don't well, know. I, like I think that. I've got some D and D character names coming up here now. <laughs> oh, and they're great characters. They're absolutely fantastic characters and very multicultural, and it's fun. They're fun books. Both both sets of series. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking say, now. But she's a, she's obscurely. What are you looking at? <laughs> uh, Mirtai is the it's like CGI porn over there. Is the Atten bodyguard of Queen Alana during the later events of the Sapphire Rose. Seferinia. Mm -hmm. Say these five times fast. Wowzers. Seferinia. Yes. She's a priestess of Arafel. Go for it. Ray is grabbing a microphone. All hands to battle stations. You know, before I got into comics and stuff, uh -huh. I got into card games. And I got into... Like magic and stuff? Or, no. or, or three card money. Or three Mag card money. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, I was that guy. Not Jin or Blackjack? No. I know how to play Blackjack. Okay, good. <laughs> I need some extra money. I Go know ahead. How to play... uh... You have to be 21 to play. I'm 23. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh. oh. There's dead air. <laughs> <laughs> the last horse finally crosses the finish line. <laughs> I, I missed it. So, uh, when I was about five, my mom picked me up from school early, and she's... And she's She's walking me up, up to my room, and I'm over here thinking I'm in trouble because, A, you're picking me up early from school, and, B, you're walking me to my room. What did I do? <laughs> so she says, I got a surprise it for you. It smelled that bad. Probably. 
I was five year old, so you never know. So, so she says, "I got a surprise for you." I'm like, "What? What? What?" So I walked into my room, and there were my first pack of cards for Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh ever. Like, legit, the very first packs that I that I ever ever had, and because my mom bought them. And Outstanding. It was, See, it was literally the first set. You were being raised a nerdy kid. <laughs> and you know, looking at this, there's an actual another reference to the name Riker. John Riker was a character primarily the enemy of the Hulk. And there's also and, Riker the prophet Uovar, who was my advisor, and Zach knew too. But then there's also Riker's <laughs> Island, which I'm very afraid that he might end up on every so often. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll say, He's, it's my... It's island. my island. My <laughs> island. Yeah, like, there's another word that I, I probably throw I feel in there. like it's uh, much for you more, to get to kill the English. I feel like it's much more acceptable for kids to be raised geeky now than it they, really is, oh, they, it they is. were it's like ten years ago. Doesn't it? It really does feel a lot more mainstream. Yeah, lately, especially with the CW superhero the shows. CW, Comic Cons are becoming yeah. more mainstream. It's the biggest movies in the world right now. They are. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. Now, are any of your kiddies' names uh, geeky? Let's see. Geraldine is after a stand-up comedian of the 70s. Uh, okay. Flip Wilson had a character named Geraldine. Oh, so my God, really? Just oh being named after an obscure TV reference. Uh-huh. Let's see. Dora and Precious came with uh, Susan. But Dora, I know, uh, Dora the Explorer, however. And now Oliver, the newest cat, uh, after Oliver and Company, the Disney no. movie. Nice. So Does it? Count that I know what I want to name my kids when I have them. Yeah, well, well I want to hear this. <laughs> I want to hear this. I'm sorry, Angie. So, when I have a boy, I want to name him Grayson. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dick Grayson. Nice. And then give him my dad. Oh, that's right. You're a big Nightwing. Uh, big, yeah. Yeah. Mainly Batman, but I love Nightwing. I love mm-hmm. me some Nightwing. <laughs> and uh, if I have a girl, I want to name her uh, Urza. Urza? Urza Jane. Urza Jane. After two of my favorite characters from uh, Fairy Tale. Okay. So. Urza Jane. Urza I want to do Killian. I'm gonna see, oh. I'm gonna, I want to see how how your from eventual wife time? plays into this Captain and how, the decision making oh. process. I do yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can look. I can, her, she's gonna look you dead in the eye and go, No. <laughs> I can I'm definitely see I can, the Killian. I, I, I'm hoping I can at least get the Grayson. It's possible. You never know. You want Killian over there, Dolly? Yes, I want my son to be named Killian. Killian. I could, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see it. I, you know what, I, I've always been fairly kind of locked on for boys' names when it came down to it. I, Ian was always like top two, top three for me. Um, Colin was a name that I'd also had, had thought about for a boy's name. Um, I'm not sure where that popped into my head, but it was even Colin, Ian, uh, or, or I have no idea really. I was going to take input from. See, I'm terrified I'm going to have twins. Uh-huh. And if I have twin boys, it's going to be Killian and Gideon. Gideon? Oh, yeah. Are, are you a Criminal Lines fan? I just like the name Gideon. Oh. I mean, this is Jason Gideon. To... Yeah. Jason sorry. Gideon. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm criminal mindsing right now. Dolly. That's Nothing only because wrong with that. Uh, ever. Legend. <laughs> no, that's only because Spanish people are so good at popping out twins every oh. five seconds. Oh, don't scare her. I, I'm named after a twin. My aunt Dolly and Delia. That's so. It's, it's might happen. So <laughs> however you come to it, either yeah. by your choice. Uh, your, your, your birth, your parents' influence, and then your passing friends. it forward, your friends, uh, and passing it forward. If you're listening to us, 99% chance you, you are, a are a nerd or a geek. <laughs> See, this That's conver- a whole different podcast, the nerd and geek one. Yeah. This conversation got me uh, sort of flashing back to my early uh, geek days and remember reading... Okay. 
the James Blish um, uh, novelizations of the Star Trek TV shows. Okay. Do, do you remember those? I have, them. I have some. I did. I did read a couple of them. I actually read a lot of the Doctor Who novelizations. Just uh, he, same difference. Four or five per book, correct? Uh-huh. Uh, episodes of the TV show as rewritten by James Blish. So I just happened to I typed it into Amazon. And there's a 720-page collection oh, of God. 45 of the uh, episodes. So Wowzers. it's 20 bucks, and I think I'm going to click there buy, you go. buy one now. Click buy. So. Click buy, purchase now. Shopping? He's shopping. He's shopping. That's what I usually supposed to be doing. You're so, shopping? Well, it, it made me think. I used to read those James Bush Star Trek books, so I, maybe I'll do that again. Oh, haven't been a long time. Man. Well, welcome but to I've October. I've been reading more on my Kindle. <laughs> welcome to, to Living Life, LaVita Nerd. And uh, may we pass it on. I, I can tell you this. I'm going to leave you with this thought right now. I've already planned this out because I was joking with Juliana about it. When I have my first grandchild, mm-hmm. they will be given a rattle by me, their grandfather, and that rattle will have dice in it. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as they figure out how to open it, they will be old enough to play. That's as far as that's what I'm thinking. Is basically I'll make it a little puzzle thing, and if they can open it, I'll teach them how to roll them. So that's growing up nerd the next generation. <laughs> so the extent animated series the animated series oh that would be so cool i'd watch it so no. it's a d20 right it's a d20 good it's gotta be gotta be and then as soon as you figure out how to pop it open there's gonna be a full set in there and that's the rattling part you want me to start writing that script now or yeah get, get cracking we got a cinematographer over here we can film you. it soon okay mm-hmm. all right so for everybody in the studio i'm not going to go through the names because i keep tripping over them and for sherry on the phone because we love you sherry you're the awesomest producer ever Aww. this has been monkey business for yet another week. We will see you next week. This has been a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con. Coming out to you next year, June 9th and 10th of 2018. Like us on Facebook, love us on Facebook, and if you're interested in sponsoring us or maybe advertising with us, sponsors, plural, at fc3roc.com. We will love to hear from you. 